With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Our, our country is in chaos because we have leaders who are in chaos with themselves. We are in need of a follow God instead of following man. You'll never see change happen until you begin to make change happen. And unfortunately, that hasn't been done in the church or in the country. You're listening to Zero Today. Everybody, welcome to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I am your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Now in Cajun Land, your day here to present you with deeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. I'm promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming. Our whole book of purpose is to empower you, the listener, knowing these doing impact in the world around you. And uh, of course, we always encourage you to join in with this new ministry. All of Um, I'm a senior down in my last three classes. 
about to graduate this year. Woohoo! Um, also, yeah, finally, thank goodness. <laughs> hey man, I, uh, I feel you also, on that one. Man, I don't even want to get into that long discussion. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm on my way out. Um, but also, um, I'm a member of Shady Grove AME Church uh, out in Mangum. That's my home church. And uh, I also uh, am an associate minister at two other churches, and that's going to be Allen Chapel in Monroe. Uh, that's where I am most of the time, uh, most Sundays at 11 o'clock. And also yeah, with my good friend uh, Richard Starks over there. Yes, sir. Good leadership. Uh, I'm getting some good training under him. <laughs> and uh, also on Fourth Sunday with uh, Pastor Demetrius Phillips in Shreveport. I work with their youth department on Fourth Sundays. Awesome. I, I didn't know that much. <laughs> See, I'm learning something new every day. I'm going to have to get Demetrius for not telling me that. Listen, I, I'm really excited. Uh, reason One of the reasons I invited Trey on the show is because, one, uh, uh, what we're talking about, some of the things we're going to be talking about, he's young, and he can provide a little bit more insight into uh, in, uh, uh, some of the topics that we're going to be talking about today. But also, this is a young man who's, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm convinced that he's a young man after God's own heart, and I just want to help him out in his ministry uh, and give him an opportunity. Amen. So, uh, anyway, we got a great show lined up today. I, I, I started off with, with the with the little Mardi Gras music. Uh, uh, Professor Longhair out of New Orleans. Those of you who know anything about Mardi Gras, uh, you know about Professor Longhair and. His uh, all his records that he did uh, out of New Orleans, and one of his most famous that's that's the uh, one we were playing earlier. Come on down New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Now I know some of y'all probably have no idea about Mardi Gras down here in Louisiana, and and I'm, I'm, I can understand that. You know, <laughs> uh, it's got a bad rap. Would you agree with me on trade trade with that? That Mardi Gras down here has a bad rap. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, uh... There's a bad stigma to it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now I see. I've been doing Mardi Gras all my life, and from marching in, uh, in you know, doing it in a marching band to uh, when you know, as a band director, doing almost ten, twelve parades over a you know six, seven day period. I, I, now what I do uh, love, and I, I I ain't shame about it. Down here, we get out for Mardi Gras. We get about three, four days for Mardi Gras. <laughs> Monday, uh, Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday. That's <laughs> From Friday to Wednesday, the kids get off, and most of the time they're enjoying vacation. You know, their vacation going to different parades. And yeah, yeah, New Orleans gets to all the limelight when it comes down to the uh, Mardi Gras parades. But uh, uh, there are plenty of other parades all across uh, the Gulf Coast region, all the way in uh, Alabama, Mississippi, and uh, uh, down in some places in uh, I know Galveston and uh, I think in Corpus Christi. Texas, they do it. Uh, but this is, here's an interesting fact. I bet you a lot of people have no idea about it. Mardi Gras, the first Mardi Gras parade was not in New Orleans. It was not in New Orleans at all. It was actually in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Did you know that, Trey? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't know it either. <laughs> I, I didn't okay. know it either. Yeah. First Mardi Gras parade was actually in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, they had some dignitary come over to visit from a, a foreign dignitary come over to visit, and they put on a big parade on Mardi Gras Day, Fat Tuesday. And uh, uh-huh. then New Orleans came behind and did it, you know, and now, you know, it's just gotten crazy. And yeah, well, clearly, it, clearly New Orleans sold the show. Oh, man, yeah. I, I, I go every now and then. Last year I went to Zulu Parade, uh, but, you know, I – 
here, here's the thing, you know, people come in to New Orleans and they think that was supposed that's what's supposed to happen. You know, you're supposed to show your breasts to get your beads and all that stuff. It, it really isn't all about that, actually. And uh, I shared this one uh, uh, with my church, my congregation. You know, you, you get your partying out, but you're really preparing for Ash Wednesday. That's the whole point. You know, you get your revelry out. So when Ash Wednesday comes, Ash Wednesday is the time for you to reflect, to repent, and to prepare during the Lenten season. You know, you're uh, you're fasting, you're giving up something during the Lenten season, and and, and uh, preparing for uh, Easter season. You know, Easter, right. and a lot of people think you know people don't practice. We practice that in you know in the Methodist Church, and of course in Catholics, in you know, Roman Catholic Church they do it, but a lot of people don't do it. And I, I always tell everybody, you know, I I don't mind having fun and going to the parades and here in the, in uh, my area of Louisiana, uh, uh, Cajun land, Louisiana, Lafayette, we got all kinds of stuff going on. Man, they even have a they have a carnival and uh, at least a dozen parades that go on uh, between uh, from uh, as early as last week. And, of course, there's some going on tonight that I'm going to miss. But, hey, I don't care. I'm going to go tomorrow morning and get out the house because we're on vacation. I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> well, I, I, okay. I have to work on my thesis. But other than that, you know, I'm going to go catch me some bees and ride me some rides and eat me some food and celebrate Mardi Gras. And on Wednesday, I get to reflect. And, we're, you know, uh, during our Bible study on Wednesday, we use that as our uh, – that's our – recommittal service you know we you know we put that ad okay. on and we you know we we say this is what we're going to commit to during this 40 days of lenten season and matter of fact um you know uh our district our, our district does uh the women in the district they produce a lenten devotional book and i uh that's what my church will be using we'll be using that during the 40 days uh of the lenten season as meditations to to build our our spiritual man you know and you know, I'm parade gets worn out. You know, we always got something to do. But <laughs> I, I, you know, there's just some some things about folks who are listening. But always, you know, we want you know, hey, if you if you want to share your your uh, Mardi Gras experiences, you're more than welcome to call it on the line nine one seven three eight four two nine three. Hey Trey, usually when I say that number, I kind of get choked up for some reason. I don't know, but today I didn't. <laughs> but uh-huh. again, but um. Uh, so you know, if you want to call and share about your Mardi Gras experience, that's fine. Uh, we got some great topics we're going to talk about at the bottom of the hour today. We're going to talk about um, uh, BYU basketball star confesses and gets suspended, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, a national survey that has some surprising results about uh, who is or is not having sex. And uh, okay. so, uh, that's at the bottom of the hour, but. Uh, and I always like to start off with news, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you. There are two things that just I, I just gotta rant about right now. I, I gotta get it out of my okay. chest. Uh, the two things are gas prices and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Serious, man. I'm yeah. tired of both of them, really. I, I, I uh, with the, with the gas prices, man. I, I uh, you want to hear something funny? All right, I, I, I drove down to my church. Uh, uh, it was uh, Wednesday this past, not this past Wednesday, but a, a week ago. Drove down to my church. When I when I filled up, and I filled up at the uh, the Walmart gas station. When I filled up, 
the gas was $3.09, okay? By the time I got back from church, I went to Bible study and came back. By the time I got back from church, the price had jumped up to $3.20-something at the same gas station. Wow. And that wasn't even – that was only a two-hour difference, you know, two, three-hour difference maybe. <laughs> and wow. so I, I I didn't – you know, I was like, okay, I kind of expected that. So, you know, I'm, I'm – you know how we all are. We, we won't want to find gas. We're going to drive around till we find the cheapest gas, right? So, you know, I, I did that. And there was one station that was still like right at three bucks, two ninety nine, three bucks. So I filled up there, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be on my way. Last week, I was on my way to um, worship service, in my church. I filled up my tank. The gas was three dollars and twenty something cents, give or take, you know. By the time I got home from church, after filling up. The gas had jumped all the way up to three dollars and thirty-five cents. I was like, "Oh my god!" Wow. And, and what city is this, Amelia? <laughs> and you know, the, you watch the news that they're telling you to blame Libya. That Libya is what's causing the oil to go up. You know, I think yeah, it's like seven dollars a barrel now. And uh, some places is as high as three dollars and fifty cents. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm not there. And uh, yeah. boy. Whew, it's just frustrating to me, and, and you know, you know, Trey, you can identify with this. You know, we're, we're Methodists, we're itinerant, el- we're itinerant preachers, which means we do a lot of traveling. Man, it seems like every week we have to be at a meeting somewhere. Right. <laughs> in, in, uh, in my case, it's either between Mississippi or Louisiana, all across the board. You know, we got to be somewhere, and we got to drive. <laughs> and, and you know, yeah. these are no small distances. And when you think about, it, you got to like put gas in car. Uh, in most cases, you got to get a hotel room. You know, man. Yeah. Lord, I I I pray God I need a, a big miracle. <laughs> Uh, they need to either open the oil reserves here and just tap it and let us go so we get back down to a dollar or so and whatever. Need to do something because, man, it's, it is it, – it, it. I'm like this guy who was running for mayor in um, New York, and he had the rent is too damn high party. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the gas, I remember him. The, the gas is too damn high. Y'all, excuse me, I'm just saying it. Yeah, for all y'all sanctified folk, I'm just telling you like it is. So – uh. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, gas is too high. And it's Charlie Sheen. And it doesn't I'm look really like there's going to be any... I'm, I'm tired of Charlie Sheen. ...going down. Huh? I was just saying, it doesn't look like it's going down anytime soon. Oh, no. Uh, no, nah, I, I doubt it. But if it does, if it does, I'll be glad. I ain't going to complain, man. Uh, you know, got to get what we got to get. Got to do what we got to do. So either way, uh, I ain't going to complain. Uh, make a way out of no way somehow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was talking about this Charlie Sheen thing. Man, it is getting on my nerves. I I can't understand why uh, people are getting why the media is giving him so much attention, and why people he, he has like two million followers on Twitter. Can you believe it? And he just started the account maybe what a week or two ago, and got all these folk following him. And I guess they just want to see how crazy he's going to act, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it it, it, it it I don't understand it and uh I was watching I, I'm gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you I was watching his interview on, on uh, I think it was M- MSNBC and uh, it was it was crazy man it, I I just couldn't figure this guy out and uh uh you know you know he's got this thing winning or something like that so 
last week mm-hmm. they said if you if you Googled winning, the word winning, if you Googled it, you will find a picture of Charlie Sheen. So, you know, I'm crazy. I did it. <laughs> I Googled it. And, and, and <laughs> as sure as I Googled it, there was a picture of Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. It's not there now. <laughs> I'm probably sure things are back to normal. But last week, you know, he had that thing all sold up. So uh, I, that's just one of those it's things. Callers on the line, and uh, we're gonna try to get to you as quick as we can. Um, uh, if you want to talk about um, uh, you know, Mardi Gras or or whatever, um, what we're talking about, uh, uh, we'd love to have you on the air. Just bear with us. Uh, you know, we're trying to get things together. Also, we're in the chat room, Block Talk Radio. Now, I've been having problems with the chat room, but I got it over and got it uh, got it up and running. I can't talk. So, uh, uh, join us in the chat room with the discussion. Uh, whatever we're going to talk about today, uh, your insight on uh, uh, the topics for the day. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, get some stuff together, and... Um, when we come back on the at the top of this segment, we're going to be talking. I got I found some news about Bishop Eddie Long, and um, I know y'all probably don't care about Bishop Eddie Long, but hey, you know it. it I it, this man still kind of fascinates me, and, and you'd be surprised what what we uh, what what's going on with him going <laughs> right now. So we're gonna take this break, and um. As we're uh, we're taking a break here, when we come back, we're going to be talking. lots of discounts on car insurance. Can I get in on that? Are you a safe driver? Yes. Discount. Do you own a home? Yes. Discount. Are you going to buy online? Yes. Discount. (laughs) Isn't getting discounts great? Yes. 
There's no discount for agreeing with me. Yeah, I got carried away. It happens to me all the time. Helping you save money. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. Hello, I'm a Christ follower. And I'm a Christian. What you got there? Oh, just catching up on some reading. <laughs> got some rule books, ethics manuals, and uh, a morality play or two just for good measure. That's a lot of reading. Yeah, I'm right on top. I've got my trusty sword. <laughs> King James Version. Neatly packaged inside this leather bag. I like the handles. Oh, they're handy. <laughs> Do you want to see my bumper sticker collection? Sure. I uh, ran out of room on my car. Wow, uh, those are clever. Thanks. So what do you wear to display your Christianity? Uh, well, nothing, I guess. I don't know, I, I just try to follow Christ in the way I live my life. I don't feel like I have to wear my heart on my sleeve, as it were. I have to wear my heart on my sleeve, as it were. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Cut it out. Cut it out. I'm a big dork. I'm a big dork. Oh. Hey, radio fam. Can you imagine a woman desperate enough for a child that she would deceive her own father-in-law into committing incest? How about imagining having husbands so wicked that even God kills them? Can you imagine a prominent family covering up secrets dangerous enough to destroy their wealth and legacy? If this sounds like something ripped from the headlines of the days rich and famous, it isn't. It's the story of Judah and Tamar found in Genesis 38. This biblical story shadows much of what's really happening in today's family. In his book, A Breach in the Family, Pastor Lorenzo Neal uses this biblical story to address many of the issues today's families face. He talks about how much family matters can be detrimental to becoming the kind of family God created. He talks about secrets of the breach that can lead to secret rules and behaviors that go on for generations. Despite it all, God does give a way to repair the breach in the family and leave a lasting legacy that cannot be erased. Order your copy today of A Breach in the Family by Pastor Lorenzo Neal on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and other retail outlets. And for a limited time, you can get your copy for a special discounted price by visiting www.zeropublishing.webs.com. Get your copy today and be blessed. Hello and welcome back to Zero of the Day with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I'm excited to be here and I got my good friend Trey Will. How are you still there, Trey? Yes, sir. I'm still there. All right. Got my friend Trey Will Hyde on the air. He's he's uh, birthday is today, so uh, my present to him is... Helping me, uh, letting him co-host the show with me. I, I think I'm being a little cheap, man. Would you? <laughs> uh, but I really well, I appreciate. Wasn't you. Nothing. <laughs> I appreciate you for joining the show with me, man. Uh, but you know what? I you're gonna have to forgive me. I complete. I usually pray and I forgot to pray. I got so excited about having you on the air. I, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I guess it's just, you know. Different having somebody else, <laughs> but uh, uh, would you mind leading us in uh, in a word of prayer? A uh, word of prayer as we getting ready to go into this next segment. If you don't mind, just go ahead and do that for me, brother. Okay, uh, Lord Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. 
Uh, we just want to take a moment out, uh, first of all, to acknowledge that you are God and you are God alone. Father, today we ask that you would have uh, your way with us, as uh, you would speak through us, as uh, hopefully people can hear you through us uh, with our talk, with our discussion, with our conversation, on whatever topic we might be talking about. We hope that we give a perspective that people will see that will not only be entertaining, but would also be educating. So, Father, in Jesus' name we pray, we ask that you would be with us in this moment. Amen. Amen. All right, man. I I oh, kind of lost my train of thought right there. <laughs> uh, well, again, everybody who's listening, we appreciate you for listening, joining in us today. Uh, uh, zero today. I'm Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and uh got my very good friend here, Trey Wilhite. He's sitting in as my co-host today. And uh, we got some real good topics to talk about. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking about uh, BYU suspending a, a star athlete uh, for confessing to having uh, premarital sex. And and there was a survey that's, uh, that came out last week uh, about who is and who isn't having sex. And we're going to talk about that at the top of the hour. But uh, I want to get into this real quick. I had been following some uh, interesting news I, I read some interesting news about uh bishop eddie long now i i know people really probably don't care about bishop eddie long but this is just interesting to me you know his uh if you're not aware his it's kind of been getting some uh, a lot of unnecessary and probably some unwanted attention uh uh both you know personally and, and with his church first uh, uh i don't know if you uh, excuse me I, I don't know if you realize uh you heard about it but uh uh, maybe about a month or two ago, there was a uh, there was shooting at his on the property of the church. Now, uh, somebody was shooting on the church grounds, and I, from what I understand, nobody was you know none of the parties were affiliated with the church. It had nothing to do with the church itself, but you know just the fact that it happened there, you know, kind of made headlines. Um, second thing is uh, he, you know, if you're not aware, he's he did go into mediation. Uh, with those uh, male accusers, and basically a medi- mediation, uh, you meet for you know uh, uh, a third party is unbiased and um, who can help mediate the you know whatever it may be. Now uh, that's kind of stalled because uh, both sides are finding difficulty negotiating. You know, uh, and if it, I think the judge gave a certain date uh, time that they had to meet. Uh, to meet the obligations uh, for mediation, and of course, if they don't meet that, what will happen is it eventually will go to trial, and all the dirty laundry will come out. And I'm quite sure, uh, you know, there'd be too much juice for some folk to handle. <laughs> right. Uh, not only that, but you know, uh, his church isn't. Uh, his members are members are leaving the church. He had to cut back on staff. He had to cut back on salaries, and. Um, uh, I read on the Atlanta Journal Constitution webpage. Uh, the most recent article about this is that yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday Sunday, yesterday, he kind of boasted to the congregation that he volunteer, he and his wife voluntarily took a forty percent pay cut. Uh, and, and, and you know, forty percent that might not sound like a lot, but you gotta understand, he pulled in a million dollars just from the church last year. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Trey? Uh-huh. I wish our salaries were like that. <laughs> There's no way I could fathom that. <laughs> yeah, that's what he pulled in. So you know, cut back forty percent. What you got? What still six hundred grand, give or take? You know, right. I, 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 I'm not good in math. You're the business major. You can. 
That's it. You hit it right on the head. <laughs> so, okay, so he goes from he he's going from a million to six hundred grand. Wow, that's like right. a major cutback, you know. Uh, but that that really wasn't that was it wasn't thing. He's been getting some unnecessary attention because he's made two YouTube videos, and uh, that's what's been giving him all this unwanted attention. The first one he did was uh, he he made a plea to uh, a company uh, that made a business pre- uh, presentation at his church, and he had some of his church members make investments. And apparently those investment, you know, the company is either out of business or whatever it was, it is, you know, wasn't working for the members. So he made a YouTube video, uh, pleading that they get a refund of someone is like up to a million dollars, give or take. I, I, uh, yeah, and, you know, he went on that, and I'm like, the guy just made a million dollars, and he's asking for his members. For a company to give back his members money that they invested in, a, my mind went straight to, "Oh, come on, man, you gotta be kidding! How about you giving back your members <laughs> their money that they paid you <laughs> before you take, you know, oh, before is this company to, related? I know. No, no, the company was owned uh, by Ephraim Taylor. Ephraim Taylor is this uh, uh, an amazing young. Black business prodigy uh, started young, his first business, uh, I think, like 12, 13, somewhere, you know, and uh, he's grown into a multi-millionaire uh, when it comes to uh, – and he, you know, he's still in his 20s. I think he's like maybe – he's not older than 28, give or take. Uh, he's not that old. I, matter of fact, I have some of – I have a couple of his CDs or, and, um, and things, inspirational teaching, and uh, he's an amazing young man. You got to give him credit. Uh, but it was one of the businesses that he was affiliated with, and uh, the church wasn't. But he came, and, and you can go on YouTube and see the videos. He, he came, made the presentation at the church, and uh, he was kind of crunk when he did it, too. I, I was like, yeah, it was kind of crunk. But uh, uh, I think, the, from what I understand, from what I read, uh, uh, there are like 20 or so members, a lot of members that made investments, and uh, some of them had, you know, that in retirement. And uh, one, I think one house is in danger of going in foreclosure, and Bishop Long made the appeal on their behalf. And of course, you know, uh, of course, uh, the company is rebuttaling because they're saying that the, the church actually profited from it, you know. And yeah, it's, it's all messed up. It is really all messed up, you know. That's the way business is, but you would think, you know, when you do business with the church, it'd be a little better. Um, and uh the other the other um the other uh video now this one i really this the other video was talking about an all, a men's only prayer meeting at his church and as a matter of fact i got a clip i got the clip from uh his uh from <laughs> the youtube clip where for this so take a listen to this and and, and those of you who are calling in the line uh y'all can give me feedback on this here we go with this Eddie Long. 
men, all men, starting tomorrow night and the next three Monday nights, starting tomorrow at 10 to 1230. We will be worshiping in the sanctuary and praying. God has put a mandate on me to call men together. The Bible says three times a year shall men come together and praise and bless his name and bring an offering worthy of the Lord. So you're bringing an offering. We're praying, and God specifically said pray for this nation in such a time as this. And when God says pray for the nation, that means there's something serious. And I believe that we'll get a breakthrough for this nation, for our president, for the Congress, for the Senate, for the governors around uh, this country, etc., that they'll do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with you, and a revival and a revolution would break out for the spirit and the kingdom of God. So I want you to join me here tomorrow night, 10 p.m. to 12.30 the next morning, because we're crossing over. We're praying through the night and moving in dimensions that God has ordained, and watch God move miraculously in your life. You don't have to be a member of this church to be here for our prayer. If you're a man, come and join us. Bring your friends. We're going to have a wonderful time in the glory of the Lord. Hey, hey, did you catch that? From 10 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, let, let me. Now, it sounded, you know, from the offset, you know, it sounded like it's a wonderful thing. Get men together to pray, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. needed and all that stuff. But then he comes and he says from 10 p.m. to 12.30. Now, I, my, here's my problem. Men only after dark. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Men only after dark. What kind of message does that send? And, and then he okay. had the nerve to say, we're crossing over. <laughs> That's not good. Hold on. Let me get somebody yeah, on the line. I, I got to uh, hear what you have to say. Hold on. All right. Hello, caller, you on the line. Yes, this is uh, Reverend Roberta McCoy. Hello. How they do this? Yes, it is. How are you this evening, Reverend Neil? And I have Will no complaint. Have no I'm complaint. doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing quite well. God has been good in spite of it all. Um, I tuned in a little while ago, and I'm listening to you speak about Pastor Long and this particular YouTube um, a message or announcement about the calling all men to prayer, and um, I'm not—I have not been in tune with a lot of the things that have been going on with him in light of all the negative things that have gone on with him over the last several months. Um, but I don't find, and I, unless I'm misinformed, but just my thoughts on what I heard alone just momentarily. I don't find an issue with the call to prayer for the men, nor the time of call to prayer for the men. If we can be in the club on Friday night from 10 to 2 or 3 in the morning, getting our praise on for the world's good, then why can we not be in prayer and praise and worship? For our men, our women, our children, our school, our government, our state, our people, our church on a Monday night from 10 to whatever time it is. I remember a time when church folk worshipped way past midnight, whether it was men or women or children, myself included, 
during the weeknight. School wasn't an issue about what was going on the next day at school. It was about praising God. And my concern is when we, as ministers of the word, make light of someone who is calling a group of a dying generation to prayer, who are we? What does that say about us as ministers of the word, be it male or female? You you know you you make a great point there, and uh, I, I agree. I, I can't I, I can't disagree with you on any of that. Uh, I, the the main thing uh, that I think uh, that I'm bothered by, you know, uh, again, you know, based on the recent revelations from these guys, and you know, it doesn't matter whether uh, those are accusations, you know, uh, proven true or false. It doesn't matter. But again, in light of that, uh, I think. YouTube was a a bad outlet to promote this all men prayer thing. Uh, uh, that's and just, why you know, would, wait, I'm sorry, Pastor, but why would you feel that when we are living in a world that is generated by internet accessibility, and those are the resources that many people do get information? They do. Why would that be a bad venue to announce such thing? We use radio stations all the time. We yeah. use television and ads and commercials and such. Why would the Internet be a bad way to announce to the world, to a people, that we are going into prayer? And you don't have to be a member of this church to be a part of a great call because I can't judge him from his past or not, regardless of how he uses it. I mean, you're a pastor. You're using a radio show to voice your thoughts and opinions. So who are we to judge how yeah. he chooses? To reach the people Jesus went to the places That no one else wanted to go Jesus did the things That no one today Even wants to do In the name of his father So who are we To say what is Proper or improper To use as a venue To announce to the world That we are in need Of prayer and we need our men, black and white and Asian and whatever other nationalities there is. Why would you tag Facebook, Yahoo, or whatever these other sites they may be? Why would they not be a way to reach the people? God has given many the gifts to work in the world in the field of technology so that we can reach the masses. That we right. can exactly. The that, that, so the that, that, to to say that that he shouldn't have that that was poor taste or whatever is I think that's kind of unfair to say that because you're using a venue that somebody might have a problem with too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I'm I, I'm not I'm not saying uh uh not saying that is a it's a bad venue. It's just uh the way that he had the way that it's being used now in light of you know his most recent experience. Okay. So then, so then now, so then now we're passing judgment. So no, we can't we're passing pass judgment. judgment. Nobody's better than anybody. What I'm but, saying but is just, saying, I think Elder. he could have. I, I just think Pastor. he could have made a. Listen to what you're saying. Okay, and what, what, what decision? What decision do you think he could have made? I mean, you know, well, I'm just saying that. As, I mean, as a leader of a flock of people. I'm going to ask you what decision did he make that was not proper, regardless of he is a man of God, and it's not for us to choose whether God called him, just like it's not 
not a place for anybody to question us about whether God called us. Yeah. He is no less. He is no less or more than a man, and he chose to do something to reach the people, regardless of what his past issues are or current issues are with the situation um, that took place several months ago. He's still a man of God. His job is still to reach the people. We all go through things in life, and regardless of what issues we deal with as ministers of the word, we still have to bring the word. We still have to profess Christ. We still have to teach Christ. We still have to teach Christ. We still have to bring the people in. So how can you say that he could have made a different choice, a better choice? If that's what God led him to do, who are we? Who are you to say it was in poor taste to choose that venue? Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, I, I, I got to let you go because I got a couple other callers I need to get to. Yes, so uh, sir. You can stay on and listen, and I'm going to get to this next caller, all right? All right. Thanks all for right, calling in. Have a best night. All right. Hello? Caller. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Uh, I guess I lost them. All right, lost those two causes, no problem there. Uh, 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 Red McCoy brought us some very good points. You know, still a man, you never can question calling. In case, again, I'm just, I'm just saying in, in light of, you know, just in light of what, what has happened most recently, you know. Could have could have used could have found a better way in especially with the time you know, uh, hey that's just me I, you know, afternoon evening night, hey that's just me but again you know <laughs> it just was funny to me you know, uh, men only after dark and yeah <laughs> crossover you know crossover that was just me I just thought it was funny but uh hey you got anything you want to talk you, you got any insight on that Trey? Um actually. Um, I, I'm like uh, Reverend McCoy. I, I haven't heard too much about it, um, but from, listening from the clip, uh, it, it sounds like he, he's trying to do something very positive, uh, very inspirational. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, completely at, at the same time, yeah. At the same time, I do I do understand your point too. Uh, uh, with, with the venue that he chose and and the timing he chose, the way he chose to do it, with the specific allegations that he has. You know, it does kind of make you maybe want to raise up an eyebrow, um, you know, from the outside looking in. Uh, so, you know, me personally, how I feel about it is, you know, with, with the particular church that he's in, you know, you know, in the Methodist church, we have a government, we have a system, we have a structure. You know, we, we, we have ways of, of dealing with, you know, certain issues uh, to where it gets taken care of, you know. And I feel like uh, whatever denomination he's in, uh, hopefully they're doing their best, you know, to take care of, of his specific allegation. So as long as, you know, they're still behind him, still has him licensed, still has him ordained, more power to him. Let him go and do what he feels he's called to do. Well, you know, hey, he's the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we've heard that plenty of times. Listen, I'm going to take a quick break. And um, uh, last part of this segment, again, we're going to get right into this, uh, the main topic I want to talk about. Uh uh, young Bigum Young University football player um, gets suspended because he has uh, premarital sex and uh, he ends up being off. off. 
Stop. When mucus settles into a child's chest, the congestion isn't much fun. This is going to be so cool! Junior! Huh? This is great! <laughs> like father, like son! New Mucinex Mini Melts. The quick-melting, great-tasting way to break up mucus that causes kids' congestion. Uh-oh! Whoa! <laughs> I was just getting started! Feeling better? Uh-huh. New Mucinex Mini Melts. Need a painter? Mucinex in. Mucinex. Over 3 million kids and young adults have type 1 diabetes, including our son Walker. Ray and I want you to know the warning signs of diabetes so you can take action. Extreme thirst, frequent urination, drowsiness, increased appetite, sudden weight loss, and changes in vision. We're hoping to find a cure for Walker. The Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is a leading charitable funder and advocate of type 1 diabetes research. To be part of the cure, visit www.jdrf.org or call 800-223-1138. a lot harder. I have to work at it every day. But with every step, I lower my risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And that makes every step, every choice, every day very much worth the effort. Hi, hon. How was your run? Hard, but I hung in there and did my two miles. How was your workout? Great. Dinner's ready. I hope you worked up an appetite. Mm, healthy meal like this, you better believe it. Thanks for keeping us on track. Hey, every step matters. We can do this. And it's very much worth the effort. Learn how you can help stop diabetes by losing weight, eating healthy, and staying active. Visit CheckupAmerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES. All right, welcome back today with Zero Today. Ah, I can't even talk. <laughs> welcome back to Zero Today. It's me, your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I have on as my special co-host for the day, Mr. Trey Will. Hi, Trey, you still there, buddy? Yes, sir, I'm right here. All right, blessings to God. 
uh, you know, we've had a great conversation. Man, I, I just love doing this show because every time I, I do it, I learn something from friend and I get to engage in conversation and dialogue or uh, in the chat room and, uh, you know, with those who call in, you know, when they do. <laughs> and so it's always good to that uh, to have that. I also want to thank you guys. guys every, every week my show, the ratings are getting better. I really appreciate it. And again, if you ever miss a live show, can't call in on the live show, or you do want to call in, 917-84293. But if you can't get in on a live show, there are shows that are always archived. Uh, and you can uh, listen to an archived show, blogtalkradio.com. Uh, and uh, check out lcministries.com. You can listen to a, a blog, uh, to an archived show. Either way, we appreciate it. Uh, again, always send us email. Let you know we're always looking for guests. We're always just looking. Excuse me, always looking for uh, you know topics. Hey, you want to be on the show? You want a topic? You want to address? You want to hear? Hey, give us a call. Send us an email. Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail dot com. Either way, you want to hear from me. Very good. Glad you're on here with me. Uh, because we're getting ready to go into this next segment, and I think this segment here is one that's really, really interesting. Now, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, uh, Brigham Young University uh, star basketball player Brandon Davies, uh, he's one of the you know one of the big guys on the on the on the team. He voluntarily confessed that he had, and his girlfriend, who is also a student athlete at Brigham Young, uh, they had premarital sex. And in confessing so, he was uh, kicked off the basketball team. And the reason he was kicked off the basketball team is because that was a violation of BYU's honor and morality code. And um, basically, uh, the students signed a contract, not not just athletes, but all students signed a contract, basically saying that they would adhere to high values, high life, you know, to a, an upstanding life uh, of morality, <laughs> you know. And um, so he, he gets he gets dismissed. And, um, and you know, some news outlets reported it. And I, I just today, Tim Tebow, of course, you know, Tim Tebow from uh, with Alabama, uh, uh, Trey, Tim Tebow, Alabama, wasn't he a Florida, which one? I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Say that again. I I was trying to see if uh, remember what team Tim Tim Tebow played for at at college, and you know he was. Uh, anyway, Tim Tebow. Oh, you uh, asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I was you about teams. You asking the wrong one. <laughs> I, I probably should have put it in my notes, but I, I was just uh, reading it not too long ago. But he has uh, come to uh, come to the aid to the support of Brandon Davies and. Along with other people that you know, they're basically questioning whether uh, you know, you know, basically should he be, you know, should he be forgiven and restored back to the team? And uh, you know, I, I'd like to hear you guys' insight uh, about that. And, and what's, uh, I guess, what's really uh, makes it hit home with with me is you know, uh, by me being an AME preacher, the AME Church, we have several colleges that we uh, we operate. 
as a denomination. Several of you know, uh, Morris Brown, you know, that's probably our flagship college. <laughs> uh, and you know, Morris Brown was in the movie Drumline, and you know, the band was in the movie Drumline, and um, you know, Brigham Young, um, Oral Roberts, Liberty University. Um, what else? A um, couple others, you know, uh, I think Sam Houston, several others uh, of these Christian uh, universities have these similar morality clo- clo- uh, clauses or codes or contracts for their students and saying that their students should, should you know, adhere to a high moral life and lifestyle. But uh, and I, I'm not aware of we, we may have it. In our colleges, I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm check into that. But as far as I know, we, you know, we don't have that uh, that requirement for our students at our schools uh, that the Amy Church operates. And, and again, I could be wrong. I don't know. That's something I can look into. But I really wanted uh, your insight, uh, your insight into this because it, it's interesting to me. Um, what does it say about um, you know? Oh, uh, the athletes, you know, all these athletes who are who are engaging in premarital sex, and what does it say about um, really what <laughs> should it be apply? What would happen if it would apply apply to you know pastors? And I I'll be honest with you, if it was applied to pastors, I wouldn't be pastoring a church, uh, you know, because I I, I would have been eligible to pastor a church at all, yeah, you know. What, uh, what's your insight on that, Trey? Well, um. Every other school is doing it, um, every other religious institution except for the uh the the AME, uh then that would kinda of stand out as a problem uh to me. It, it would seem like we may not be keeping up with the standards. Uh at the same time, like you were saying, you don't really know. Of course I don't attend any of those schools so I don't know either. Um but yeah, um I, I feel like uh if, if the people if you know, if that's the going standard and we definitely should follow suit. Uh I wouldn't say that we should copy exactly what they're doing. Um, but I, I most definitely think we should keep up with the times and the standards, you know, for our university as well as the others. Um, but as far as the athletes go, um was he he was just kicked off the team, he wasn't actually kicked off uh the school. Uh, no, I I don't think he was kicked out the school. No, no, nah. He wasn't uh, kicked out of school, off. but yeah. Definitely suspended from the team. And, and if you've been, I, I don't know if you've been following, but you know BYU has, you know they they are actually one of the top teams, uh, in uh, the NCAA. Uh, they got an outstanding squad, and you know they've been putting away some some of the heavy teams, you know, uh, and um, just so you know, uh, I just at the time, it, you know, uh, my thing is that he volunteered. This information. It wasn't forced out of him. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't like his. You know, his athletic career was threatened. Uh, but I don't know. If he had a, a hit of consciousness or, or whatever it may be. But he, you know, again, he volunteered, volunteered the information. Though he was probably well aware of the consequences before you know doing the action. You know, but again, you know, I, I know I, I've made some very very uh bad decisions when it comes to situations like that. Uh matter of fact, I, I can relate, uh you know, when I was when I was a young minister, uh and a long time ago. <laughs> it doesn't seem like I'm I've been in ministry that long ago. Wait, 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 wait long time ago. <laughs> not that long ago. I was uh while I was an undergraduate at college, I was uh, in our in Arkansas. 
at uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, and I and I had gotten ordained. Uh, I was ordained Baptist before I came into the AME Church, you know. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, I, you know, I had a young lady that I was involved with, and I, you know, I thought it was, it was pretty serious, and uh, I, I, I didn't, re- I wasn't really sexually active. I, I can admit that, you know, I was, I was the nerd, so I, I didn't really get much action, <laughs> if any. Uh, but, uh, but. Uh, this young lady and I, you know, we we had we we had premarital sex, and it bothered me so bad. I, when I tell you it bothered me so bad, I went to my pastor. Uh, at the time, I went to my pastor and I told him, I said, you know, I said I'm going to step down from all what I do. <laughs> I was leading praise and worship, and I was so. Uh, I was a pastor of young people, uh, young uh, youth, and uh, young adults, and I said I'm going to step away because you know I brought this. Guilt, you know, not only guilt but shame, and, and because I fornicated, and you know, I, my pastor, right. I gotta admit, he was very, very loving, and <laughs> you know, he basically, you know, he told me it was all right, comforted me, and you know, admonished me with the scriptures, you know, admonished me with the scriptures, and let me, you know, send me by my way. He didn't suspend me, and I'm glad he didn't because you know I learned a lesson. Now I did not take advantage of that and keep. That's one thing I can't. Now, you asked me that a few years later, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to answer that <laughs> the same way. But you know, I can identify with it. You know, he volunteered it for me. I can actually identify with it too. Um, back when um, I joined the Boy Scout troop back in 1999 uh, here in Monroe at New Tabernacle Baptist Church. Yeah, and, Top Gun. Uh, That's my troop too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Top Gun. I became an Eagle Scout and uh, I, I got the Eagle Scout scholarship. And the the moral uh, clause was actually stronger than the education clause. Uh, yeah. They, they didn't care what kind of grades you had, uh, as long as you got accepted into a college and you did the best you could. That was all it took for the education part. But for the moral part, they had all kinds of Christian beliefs uh, that they didn't want you to do. Uh, you couldn't drink alcohol. Uh, you couldn't have sex out of wedlock. Couldn't have a child out of wedlock. Yeah. Uh, couldn't do any illegal drugs. Um, all kinds of stuff. You couldn't be convicted uh, of a crime. Uh, you could be charged, but you couldn't be convicted, uh, which was two different things. But anyways, uh, yeah. And I actually had to uh, not accept my award the fourth year. I got it for three years. And in the fourth year, I, too, had to concede that I had not kept, you know, up with the, with the laws. And I know for me personally, part of the reason why I confessed was because I knew that everybody was watching and everybody was, was paying very close attention, uh, you, you know, to, to whether I was doing right or wrong. So when when I did something, which was actually drinking, uh, I had a drink in a public restaurant. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I was with friends, and I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I went ahead and, and did one. And uh, what the pastor told me, this is interesting what he told me. He said, whenever you get ready uh, to sit down and break one of these rules, uh, whether it be a glass of beer or, you know, a glass of wine or whatever it might be, alcoholic beverage, remember that when you take that glass <laughs> and you put it to your mouth, that's that's a, well, how many uh, years you got left? If you got two years, that's two thousand dollar cup of beer you got in your hand. <laughs> you got one year left on the scholarship. That's a one thousand dollar cup of beer. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I oh man, believe me, I know. I I've been there. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I think about this as, as a pastor, and I'll be honest. I can be honest with you know. Uh, I wish I could say I was morally upstanding, uh, sexually pure, and anything else when it came to you know you know me being a pastor in ministry. But I that that is not my testimony, and, and I know it's not the testimony of a lot of pastors who are you know in a pulpit. I know it's not the te- testimony of a lot of athletes, both you know collegiate and, and especially on a professional level. Uh, and my 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 thing is, you know, why why won't you know why why won't we let ourselves raise the standard? And I, I think this young man, I commend him. You know, he, he actually, you know, you know, he's kind of stepped the bar up. <laughs> he stepped the bar up because I'm quite sure that uh, it's putting this more on the minds of his teammates, you know, when it comes to maybe not just the, you know, the sexual temptations, but like you mentioned, the other temptation, you know, the partying and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm quite sure it it put that more on their mind, the consequences of the action, of the results of their action. Uh, You know, like I said today, you know, if it were, if it were something like that were in place, uh, for pastors <laughs> uh, to keep pastoring the churches, uh, I don't think you know I, there'd be a lot of empty pulpits, including mine. You know, uh-huh. you know, I, I'd be the first one. I, 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 we got a lot of callers. If you want to be on, just let me know and uh, make sure we get you on the air. Uh, there's a way you can let us know that you want to be in the air on the air and get your opinion here. Uh, so we're talking about this, this athlete, and, and again, uh, suspension. Uh, I guess the other question is. Uh, Know, should that be done away with? You know, should Brigham Young uh, conform to the world by doing away with their morality clause? You know, would it serve them better? Would they attract more athletes? You know, I, I can imagine how tough it is for the athletes to conform. And again, he, you know, he stepped up and told. Uh, what about the ones who don't tell? <laughs> you know, never, right. you never know. Uh, the coaches know, but they don't say anything. What about those? You know, you gotta admire this young man's integrity. And, and since we're talking about that. Now, this was that that was the survey that was uh released last week, last Thursday. And um the survey said that uh out of 5300 people surveyed across the country, uh uh no, 53,000 people surveyed across the country that uh the group of people between the ages of 18 and 24, uh that age group said uh, people in that age group said that they were not having, they were not sexually active. They were not, either they were still virgins and waiting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for their to, for their to, for their husband or wife before they had sex, or they were abstaining because they just, you know, for various reasons. And it was it, I, that caught my attention. And the the flip side of that was that older. <laughs> Older people, people between the ages of 45 and 60, are more sexually active now. So, you know, it, it kind of seems like the reverse, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Seems like the reverse. You know, I would think that the, the 15 to 24-year-olds, those are the young folk. They, they got all that energy and all that pent-up tension. Uh, that right. Those would be the oh, ones oh, who yeah. would, would be more active, but it's the flip side. Uh, <laughs> the older folk are the ones, you know, doing the thing, and and I, you know, it just caught me out of attention. Now, of course, I, I got to bring the Bible into this. You know, when it comes to when it comes to uh, 
I think uh, Paul admonished the old women in particular, uh, those wives and widows, to uh, train the younger women <laughs> on how to be chaste and how to dress a moderation and, you know, all that other stuff. And, and you know, I, and it's flipped the script. The script is flipped because now you have these older women and they just as fast as <laughs> as the younger women. I, I just said that. I'm putting you back on the spot, man. <laughs> uh, tell what, what you got on that one there. Well, um, that's, that's, that is interesting. It does seem flip uh, backwards. Um, I, I I don't really don't know what's the what would be the cause of that. Uh, th- th- was there any correlation to marriage, or is it just strictly age? Ah, uh, nope. Strictly age. Uh, mostly single. From what I understand, they, they, the survey did not identify. At least what I what I read about the survey, it did not identify uh, uh, whether they were married or not. But uh, for the young people, uh, for the younger group, of course, you know, they were ma- they were single, not married, right? because they're right, yeah, they're yeah. either virgins or abstaining. And I, I read most of. I, I read that uh, a lot of the group are abstaining just because you know they just don't want to. Not worth it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you know. okay. Uh, well, uh, I I do remember reading an article uh, a couple of years ago. It was, it was back around uh, I want to say 2008, maybe 2009, and it was talking about the uh, birth rate in America. And they did say that one of the um, vices that people lead to uh, when the economy is down. Is sexual activity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. they were saying that a lot of the people uh, that were having children were having uh, many more children simply because of the uh, the times of our economy. Oh yeah. I you know I, that sounds about right. Um, I, I know in the black community in particular, in the black community, uh, I, uh, the, uh, the the sexual activity. Among our teenagers is actually on the decline, but at the same time, the teenage pregnancy uh, in our uh, for our teenagers, our black teenage, young black teenagers, is actually increasing. And you know, there's that discrepancy there. Uh, you know, how can it be on the decline, but at the same time, you know, we're having more young ladies having children out of wedlock. And you know. Uh, uh, it it kind of doesn't make any sense, but uh, you know, science doesn't make any sense sometimes. But like you said, like you said, you know, economy plays a, a, a major role in, in you know sexual activity for for young and old. Because you know, I, I know uh, the the less money people, <laughs> the less money people have, or the less things people are doing, the more time they have to engage to not engage. And uh, sexual activity, and you know those who you know who have the money and have the time, then they are the more of the risk takers, and they you know yeah they'll be they'll be more promiscuous. But uh, uh, what's interesting to me is you know uh, I, I I do see a lot of you know being around uh, kids all the time, uh, uh, school age kids all the time as an educator. I, I I see it all the time. You know the kids. Uh, you know, some of them still have that sexist, ew, kind of, <laughs> sexist, yeah. nasty, 
but uh, but then you you have those few that like mm, you know they they just want to spread their wings everywhere. <laughs> you right. know, they, I, I, the other day I had one little girl bragging bragging about uh you know her sexual relations with uh, a couple of guys and I pulled her to the side and I said you do you understand what you're saying you know do you understand what you're, how you're promoting yourself you know you're kind of putting yourself out there and she's like it's not a big deal because I'm not really doing it with you know not really doing this particular act and with this particular particular act really isn't sex and I'm like oh man. Uh, it's all messed up. Yeah, thank thank you, Bill Clinton. You know, <laughs> Bill Clinton had a, <laughs> defining every sex about everything. I, I you know, but um, it's just interesting to me that uh, I, I had a similar experience at school uh, with, with with some young girls. I actually put it on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, I didn't put all of it, but I, I put some of it on there and. Um, I was in the classroom. I was about maybe twenty uh, to twenty-five kids in the classroom, and um, I was sitting in the corner, and I was in charge of looking over the class. And of course, the kids were, you know, sitting doing their assignment or whatever. And uh, I walk around, you know, every ten, fifteen minutes, and I come back to my seat and sit down. And then uh, towards the end of class, you know, the last thirty minutes maybe, I didn't walk around in the fifteen-minute break. I just kind of, you know, stayed in my area for 30 minutes. And I noticed that uh, two of the students that were sitting beside each other were couples because they kept hugging each other and touching uh, each other and getting yeah. close, sitting, like, right up beside each other. And in that last 30 minutes, when I did not move, the girl stared at me. She just stared at me, just, just would not take her eyes off me. And, of course, I got a little uncomfortable. And I was like, why is she, you know, looking at me? First, I was thinking it's because I'm a new face. But, you know, time progressed. I'm like, okay, there's something else going on. I don't really know why she's looking at me like this. And the thing was, in the classroom, they didn't have uh, individual desks. They had big tables. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't see what was going on under the table. <laughs> oh. So I get up. I finally get up this last go around. I said, let me go walk around because this is uncomfortable. I'm just staring at me. I come over to the to the door. They're on the opposite corner of the room. And uh, <laughs> I walked over so fast, the guy was trying to pull up his pants when I got to him. He had on gym shorts under his actual pants. His gym shorts were pulled up to his britches, but his his pants that he was wearing on the outside were pulled down to his knees. So I walk over to the desk, and I'm like, wow, why are your pants all down to your knees? And of course, he has his Weird look on his face and no expression. Of course, the class went crazy when they all realized his pants was down his knees and him and his girlfriend sitting right there all hugged up. So I didn't actually see what was going on, but it doesn't take much imagination to. Oh no. <laughs> to understand what you know what was going. On. And this was in a junior high. These kids oh, were like twelve, you know, thirteen. Hey, I, 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 I've interned. I did uh, part of my uh, administration internship at uh, at a middle school, junior high school. And some of the things I saw, man, <laughs> these kids try to get away with. I'm like, man, uh, <laughs> what y'all trying to do? I already know the tricks. Uh, you know, don't don't try to. You can't get away with it. Right. But man, that that was pretty bold right there. Hey, hey, I, yeah, I just pulled up this. Uh, I just pulled up this uh, uh, a soundbite uh, about the BYU, and I, I know I'm kind of backtracking, but I want to play this soundbite. Uh, get a little bit more insight about this BYU thing, and uh. uh 
then we'll come back on topic and close out the show. All right? Here, here, here this go. He shoots. He scores. And he's off the team. That's the story for Brigham Young University basketball star Brandon Davies. After admitting to having premarital sex at the private Mormon University, officials booted Davies from his position as center on the school's basketball team. BYU's honor code is very strict, outlining a long list of do's and don'ts for its students, including be honest, live a chaste life, and encourage others in commitment to comply with the honor code. Every student at BYU signs the code, so as former BYU b-ball player Michael Smith told ESPN, Davies knew exactly what he was getting himself into. It's certainly something that you are very aware of. It would be impossible, in my opinion, to be a collegiate athlete, basketball, football, any of the sports there, and not be aware of what is expected of you. But as HLN's Robin Mead wonders, Davies willingly coughed up to having sex, so shouldn't honesty trump all other rules? Their, their rules are that strict. It's the honor code. Even if you admit it. Yep. And, you, and if you don't admit it and someone knows you did it, they get suspended for not admitting it. Wow. It's very strict code for a private university. Meade isn't alone in thinking BYU is taking its honor code a little too far. As a blogger for the Wichita Eagle points out, Davy's suspension impacts his life beyond the court. I don't care what kind of honor code is in place. 20-year-old kids make mistakes. This is something Davies will carry with him throughout the rest of his life. When he's 50, people will ask him about that time he was suspended when it looked like the Cougars might have their most legitimate shot at a Final Four. And after BYU lost its first game without Davies, fans started to worry about the team's future. But a blogger for the Stir says Davies' dismissal will only hurt the team if it lets it. He wasn't the star of the team. He's just one guy on a team that's headed into the NCAA tournament this month, regardless of what happens over the next few weeks. And what happens at the tournament every year? Surprises. Still, others support the school for sticking to its guns. So is there room for change in BYU's honor code? The anchors at WFXT in Boston can't seem to agree. We evolve with the times. Apparently at BYU, they don't. They stay stuck in the Stone Age. They don't, because their religion doesn't evolve like that. Their religion, these are their religious beliefs, and you know that going into BYU. You know what the code is. Whether you agree with it or the rest of society believe, you know, believes it, it doesn't matter. This is what their religion states. Davies is still enrolled at BYU and is expected to return to the team next season. For Newsy.com, I'm Megan Murphy. Multiple sources, the real story. I, you know, so you heard the sound bite, and uh, what, I, what what caught my attention, you know, they said uh, he's not the star of the team; he's just a member of the team. So you know, they can go on, and it's March Madness. Everybody wants their team to go on and get to the Final Four and eventually win the championship. Uh, you, you, uh, was that bad? You know, what does that say? You know, of his value to the team. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, I'd like to hear it. You know, if you want to call in, 917-388-4293. Those of you already holding, if you want to get on the air, just let me know. We'll make sure we get you on the air. Um, uh, I, my whole thing is I, I, I can agree with BYU for sticking to his guns and holding up the standard. Um, and, you know, that the one broadcaster that said they need to get with the times, I, I think part of the problem is with the church in particular, that, uh, you know, we are getting with the times, and getting with the times is doing more harm than help. What uh, what, do you, what do you think about that, Trey? Yeah, that was, that was actually a point I was going to make, uh, that, that the, the uh, news anchor 
or the, or the commentator, uh, the lady was reporting, uh, that that is their religious belief. Um, and the guy was saying they need to evolve with the times. I'm like, uh, okay, you can't evolve with the times by changing the scripture. Uh, the, the scripture is what it is, and those beliefs are those beliefs. No matter what kind of shoe you put it in, you know, what kind of fashion, shape, or form, uh, that's still the core belief, you know, uh, that they should not be in any type of sexual activity until they're married. Um, I, I do feel like, uh, also like you say, that that is part of the problem with the, uh, you know, Christian communities. Uh, some people say that we do uh, try to fit in too much. Uh, we do try to, you know, conform to to be, you know, like the people on the radio or the people on the TV, the status symbols or whatnot. Uh, but me personally, you know, I agree with the news commentator. Those beliefs are those beliefs. It don't matter if it's 2010 or, or 4010, you know. Uh, those religious beliefs are those religious beliefs. Um now, for the guy standing up and actually, you know, confessing it in the school, putting him down, um, I feel like if, if those are the rules, then they should be a force for for everybody, whether he was a good player or a bad player. You know, if that's the rules of the school and he, you know, openly decided that I want to be a part of this school, you know, you know, he has to go along with the bylaws, just like, you know, I did it, it, it uh, you know, accepting that Boy Scout scholarship. You know, and uh, as everyone else does, that you know, that makes a vow to be a certain in a certain religious group. Yeah. Hey, hey, let me take this call, Trey. You there? Okay. Yeah. All right, take this call real quick. Oh, Pastor, I'm Pastor Lorenzo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, Joy. Hey, Joy. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Hey, you left me hanging in the chat room there. I was, I was listening. That's all. I was just listening. But, uh, uh, basketball player and everything. Uh, I mean, like, what's the guy's name? Trey? Is his name Trey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm Trey. Okay, yeah, Trey. I mean, just like you said, I mean, if they put the, you know, standard out there, then they they know what they're getting into, you know, when they sign those papers. I mean, you know, I went to a, a Bible college, you know, and we had those same standards, and we had to sign, you know, letters saying, hey, that's what we're going to follow. And, yes, there were people that, you know, didn't follow those rules. They drank. I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't even smoke. Uh, there, there were people that smoke, uh, premarital sex, and any time an incident like that happened, so they got kicked out of school. Wow. I mean, so, I mean, I mean yes, I agree with that because these are the standards that, you know, you're supposed to go by, and it's all a matter of, Really, just how you are supposed to live your Christian life, and I mean, if if you're living that life, I mean, I know people messed up. Hey, you know, I've I've, I've messed up. I, I was involved in premarital sex myself, but you know, I understand those sinners and and what they're trying to do with those. You know, you you, you got to draw the line, you know, somewhere. You know, you can't do everything that the world does, and you know, and expect everything's gonna be all right. Hey, you know, and uh, you know, you were with me at the, you know, we went to a public school and and it it was not discouraged at all uh, right uh yeah you know uh athletes uh students there was no uh code now um, back in the day they did have that you know that kind of code that was 
kind of, you know, it was public, but it was not so public. You know, the behavior, what you were expected to be, how you were expected to be as a student. And, but, you know, now most colleges have thrown that out the door. And I know from my own experience, you know, from my own students, most of them want to go to uh, schools just because they can party. You know, they're getting out their parents' house. They can get away with most of the stuff that they wouldn't get away. Now, but, you know, when you go to a Christian school, and, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I know a lot of Christian schools that don't have this kind of policy. And right. like I mentioned before, I'm not sure, you know, uh, uh, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the AME Church, we have, you know, several colleges that we run, uh, that we operate as a denomination. I'm not sure if we have that uh, a code like that in place, but I, I am very sure that there is there are expectations for student behavior. But, you know, as anybody, when you go to college, sometimes, you know, Mama and Daddy's rules just get thrown out the window. <laughs> right, they they do. <laughs> they they do absolutely. And you know, I I understand that. I mean, you know, but in in my own thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if you really want, if you really want to do all this stuff, and you want to, you know, partake of all those things, you know, don't go to a Christian university where you know stuff like that is really going to be enforced. I mean, you know, because you know we have a lot of people there at the school that. You know, didn't believe in all of that, and they they still wanted to live their own lives. And you know, there there are people that did you know get away with it. You mm. know, but it's it's just a matter of how you want to live your life and what your your own morals. What what morals are you going to portray in your life? Yeah, and, and uh, would you say that it is outdated? You know, do you think they should, you know, consider revising the policy? I mean, because in this particular case. Uh, the young man, he volunteered the information. You know, he he stepped up the integrity. Right. Uh, uh, and, and again, I I have to commend him for that. Uh, he, he you know he did it. Well, but you know I'm quite sure there are plenty of his other teammates and schoolmates who have no idea. They have no no uh, no uh, no remorse. <laughs> They don't plan to. They don't. They don't plan to uh, give themselves away. And, and, and again, I, I'm putting it on the pastors. You know, I'm I'm bringing this to to the to the to the uh, pastoral ministry. And I can I can admit, if it were on the line right now, I would not be a pastor if that were a requirement. If my denomination mm-hmm. said, and in in a way it does, because our discipline, uh, you know, AME discipline outlines the behavior for a minister. Uh, we as clergy, we go through uh, sexual misconduct uh, seminar training. That are mandatory. Uh-huh. We have to go through, <laughs> you know. Uh, we have to go through background checks, uh, and this is every year, you know. Yeah, we have yeah. to go through. And even if we had the information before, we still have to go through the training, and, you know. But uh, you know, if there were if there were a clause in our discipline or in you know that says that a minister must uh, be completely abstinent, uh, you know. Completely, whatever it may be, I, you know, I probably wouldn't be. Well, ain't no probably. I wouldn't be a pastor. <laughs> I wouldn't be a pastor. There would be a lot of them. Now, don't y'all who listen, don't be talking about. You know, don't be going trying to trying to uh, uh, spin what I said. I'm just being honest. You know, from from my background and uh, you know past, and uh, that just that would be a, a reality. I wouldn't be eligible to pastor. And you yeah. know, if it was really strict, I'd have to step down as a pastor now. You know, if they you know, they went back, you know, back yeah. in time, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think um, I, I I agree with both of you that the point is that there there's a there is a different standard. 
that is required or should be required by Christian universities. And I, I know there are a lot of Christian universities that uh, maybe do not enforce that because, you know, they want to attract students. They want to attract uh uh, like uh, I think the caller earlier said, they want to they want to use that uh, different ways of attracting students and kind of get a little lenient when it comes mm-hmm. down to uh, or a little lax in the rules or expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, that's just that's the way the world is, and we either have to uh, what be not conformed to the world or be transformed, which whichever right. one it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm I'm still working on letting God. Transform me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think everybody's working on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, just just from today, I I mean, just from today, you know, I I, I wouldn't be eligible. Uh, now, now that didn't that, no. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> let me please rephrase that because <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> if they. <laughs> Let me clarify. Let me please clarify my statements. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, if if uh, we had a clause that was saying that we must be uh, the upward, you know, the best of the best when it came to uh, behavior uh, and actions and responsibilities and making good choices, uh, you know, I, I'd fall short now. I ain't talking about sex and anything like that. I'm just saying overall. In, in, in general, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm, oh, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think anybody really expects you know a pastor, a minister, whoever to be perfect. You know, at least I hope they don't. I mean, because like like you, I mean, I got some issues of my own. You know, I you know I, I did some stuff today that you know, hey, I shouldn't have done. You know, but you know that that doesn't disqualify me as you know. Being a person of God or being a minister of God, it, you know, that doesn't disqualify me. But, uh, you know, as far as this whole other thing, I mean, I don't I don't think they should change it. You know, I, I do commend the, the other guy, you know, for coming forward with that. You know, it does show that he has some sense of integrity. And, you know, hopefully, you know, others will follow, you know, in his footsteps. You know? Yeah, yeah that's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm still tripping off what I just said. <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy. Ah <laughs> uh, man, uh, you gotta appreciate. You gotta appreciate. You know, um, I, I I know the world wants the church to kind of uh, be a little more. Uh, Revised, I guess you can say, you know, kind of, kind of let down the guard about a little, a lot of stuff. And, and I know there are a lot of preachers who are, you know, they won't say they're compromising, but you know, they're they they have their unique unique way of ministering to the world or, or reaching the world that kind of, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go along with how we. Uh, would traditionally relate ministry or lifestyle, and you know, there's a lot of it out there, and you know, I gotta commend them for doing it because, again, again, you know, my 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 preaching ain't gonna affect everybody. You know, I would love for right. it to, uh, you know, trade. You know, you you're being young and being a minister, that ain't gonna attract everybody. Matter of fact, it might attract the wrong people. <laughs> but, you know. I I think we just should 
there's a standard we should all adhere to. And even if we are kind of, you know, leaving out some stuff, I think the 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 big stuff needs to be there. And the big stuff, of course, is centers on uh, crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And right. with that, the saving power, the delivering power, the uh, restoring power, the anointing power, all of that that comes with uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit and transformed and, and conformed to the image of Christ. I, I think that's a good part of it. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably, even if I were there as a uh, as a student uh, at BYU or any other Christian school, I probably, you know, I'd fall short just like him. And, and you know, I don't know if I'd admit it. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know if I'd admit it. I'd probably try to get away with it. But, you know, that's just, you know, that's just me. That's, Thank God for grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, look, we're about to wrap down the show. I, I, I appreciate you, uh, uh, Joy, for calling in and in the chat room. I uh, appreciate everybody else for uh, all of you guys who've been sharing the conversation and dialogue. Trey, man, uh, I yeah. really appreciate you. How how you enjoy your, your birthday gift today? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a very interesting hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it has. <laughs> that that uh, it has. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed myself, and, uh, and I'm glad you invited me on and like put my little input on here. There, I know I didn't have much to say, but uh, hey, you said enough. Now I'm you got something. Here. And now you have something to tell the board of examiners when you meet at mid-year. <laughs> you can tell them, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I bet on the radio. <laughs> uh, however, you want to dress it up to make it sound good. Uh, <laughs> but man, I I I just really do appreciate you for uh you know accepting my invitation to be on the show. Uh you know I know today is a very special day, and I, I just want to wish you again a very happy birthday. And all you guys, you know, uh, you want to get your information out so. Uh, get all that good loving from everybody. <laughs> no, you don't have to do it. But uh, I, I, you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, I am on Facebook. Uh, I have a profile, Trey Wilhite. Um, I also have a page, uh, which is T.R. Wilhite. Um, all right. I'm also on uh, Twitter as well, uh, Wilhite Media. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for joining us. Look, we made it to the end of the show. Huh? Yeah.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.